Utah's best sports radio is on the Zone Sports Network. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is... And it's time to kick off Utah's most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Our next guests are the co-hosts of the very popular radio program entitled The Big Show. The Big Show. This is The Big Show. They call me Hollywood. Here come The Big Show. Big Show. Ladies and gentlemen, The Big Show. It's The Big Show. Is everybody ready? Today is Tuesday, right? Take extra care to follow the instructions or you'll be put to sleep. And don't forget Taco Tuesdays. Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 975-1280 the zone. I'm on the on the struggle train today. Or struggle bus. Jake Scott with you from our Zone Sports Studio 2 at our Carrier Zone Sports Network Studios in Vivint Smart Home Arena. Austin Horton across the glass from me and safely social distancing from Casa de Monson, the one, the only. Gordon Monson. Gordon, hello. How are you, uh, Jake? Uh, what 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 is it? What seat do you occupy on the struggle bus? Uh, the front one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the, my my seat is part of my problem. Uh, I'm, I'm getting my microphone adjusted. I, I've got to get my the the screen. Gordon, you know the the thing that goes over the microphone. That I'm I haven't opened up my computer because it's a uh, it's. You know, Gordon, uh, exchanging shows, we're we're doing the social distance thing and all that stuff here at the studio. So exchanging shows is kind of Scotty and Hans get out, and then I mad rush in. And mm-hmm. and today that rush uh, was, was interrupted by the bumper music. So I'm <laughs> just trying to get it together. How are you? I, uh, I, I'm doing well. I, I've never, I don't think I've ever heard that term before, the struggle bus. The struggle bus. My buddy... Uh, my buddy Tony, shout out to my guy Tony. Uh, he used that uh, with me a couple of months ago, and I thought that's that's pretty funny. All right. Well, uh, I hope. Uh, what what's the alternative? What is your other ride? Uh, a normal bus, <laughs> a school bus. Uh, but no, I'm 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 doing okay, Gordon. I I've got to ask you because I forgot to ask you or if we we got kind of carried away with some other things like how much money Johnny Depp spends. And I did not revisit your your RV decision yesterday. I apologize for for not bringing that back up. Did you did you come to some sort of conclusion? Do you have uh, cousin Eddie's RV outside right now? I do not. Uh, however, I have sort of uh, since it's tax season. What 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 do you call it when you push it back? Is that deferred? Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I deferred it. I thought for sure I was going to make up my mind. I did get some good feedback from some of our listeners, not so much from you and Austin, but I, I did get some good feedback from our listeners. And I, I leave that decision uh, open still. And so if anyone has any advice on that, I'm, I'm still pondering. 
Uh, so can, can I can I say can I say this? I uh, I felt bad for my reaction uh, yesterday to the RV discussion because uh, I I think I I came off like I didn't believe in you and I do and believe that broadening your horizons is a good thing. So if you and Lisa want to jump on uh, the RV or jump in the RV and cruise about uh, our fine country, I think you should. <laughs> What's wrong with you? I, you know, I thought about it. I said, <laughs> no. I, I was thinking, I was thinking, who am I to discourage Gordon from a uh, 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 possible catastrophic failure? But something he could possibly enjoy. No, who no. am I? Who am I? To... Who are you? His friend. And as a friend, you tell the friends the truth, and you say, "Don't do that. That's a mistake for I you." I know, but I, I feel like I'm raining on. <clears throat> When your Everybody's friend is wearing parade. a fanny pack, you say that's a mistake. <laughs> we should. By and the if way. you don't, you're not a true friend. What a what a useful trend the fanny it's pack. It's coming. Back. I, I feel like it, it should. Is. Oh yeah, it's I, I coming. I feel like back. it should come back. I'm, yeah. I'm the I'm the. It shouldn't. <laughs> I don't think I've ever worn a fanny pack. Maybe on a you hike win. somewhere. I used to wear one skiing. It was totally useful skiing. I you used can to keep all your stuff I can't right there. What did you do, Austin? No, we just, I, growing up, I had glasses. Uh-huh. And we didn't have a lot of money to replace said glasses if they were lost or stolen. And so when we went to amusement parks, fanny pack, glasses went in the fanny pack for the roller coaster. See, useful, useful. That's a useful wait, wait, trend. Wait, were your glasses so loose they would fly off on a roller coaster? Yeah. Yeah, uh, I, I take off my sunglasses on roller coasters. How yeah. about if you just put some of those doohickeys on there? I what had those too, but I hated them. So then the <laughs> fanny pack came in. The fanny pack the was better than the what? You say chum, I say croaky. I know. I, I oh. st- those, are, those are amazing. I don't care if those are in style or out of style. Uh, regardless, they are a staple in my life. But a good friend would tell Gordon Monson, I know it sounds cool and it's a great idea for a lot of people. Not you. Well, I I somewhat feel that, but you know, he's he's. he's I'll tell you how it is, Gordon. Gordon, Gordon you are trying to uh, to experience life, and I I think that's a positive thing. I, but Austin says no. See, here's the thing. Last night, we don't I, turn it so combative. We're, we're let's let's be more collective on the show. Let's be collective today. Last night, I watched with Lisa an hour long presentation on. Various things that you have to do in order to properly maintain a, an RV. Sounds and like a riot. Wait, wait, wait. Because the, the, that, that sounds like the stuff we were telling you about yesterday. It was it was rather comprehensive. Yeah, I've heard. And, and at, at the end of it, I said, see, this is why I wanted you to watch this. And she said, well, maybe if I watch it a couple more times, I'll get used to it. So Did she do that? Uh, I don't. Uh, she she may or may. I watched it twice. Uh-huh. She watched it once and wanted to review it. But there is a little bit of trepidation involved in everything that goes on with it. But I don't know. Uh, the the people who presented the information sure seem to know what they're doing. <laughs> yeah. But, and I, uh, I I think that if you had a checklist, you could probably figure it out. There's a whole lot of RV owners. A whole lot of Travel trailer people, campers, uh, motorhomes in this state. Uh, per capita, we probably sell and buy more of those than just about anywhere else, wouldn't you guess? Yeah, makes a lot of sense. So I know there's a lot of you out there. If you do have some advice for someone, it's like we mentioned yesterday, I've always been told 
that the two happiest days for a boat owner are the days they buy it and the day they sell it. Uh, and I and we have we share a boat, and so I do have had I have had that experience, but uh, never done the RV thing. So I I still am in seek of see I'm seeking counsel. All right. Well, before we, you, you know, uh, get started with the day, I, I did think of a scenario you, you that you might want to consider. And, and it just kind of made me laugh. Uh, in my experience with RVs, you know, they do have showers, but it's not like you really want to use the shower because every moment you spend in the shower, uh, you have that much less drinking water. Does that make any sense? So... Like I, I was just picturing the Monson family outing and and being in the middle of nowhere and going to the sink for the drinking water and mm-hmm. and then Lisa going Gordon why is there no drinking water and you saying like well I had to take my third shower today I mean what what come on well I don't take three showers but I do <laughs> I, I I will I tell you that I I did notice that there's a monitor you can push the button and see what your levels are both as it pertains to water and as it pertains to uh, power supply, propane, and uh, how charged up the batteries are. So I, I did learn about that. And uh, so see, these are things that are just sort of still banging around in my head. I need help, folks. So if you have any, at Jake Scott Zone, at Gordon Monson, at Austin Horton, uh, let us know uh, if you have advice. Because I, I did get some good responses yesterday, but I need more. I'm at that tipping point. It could go either way. Uh, Gage Gage tweets into the show. He says, uh, I feel like Jake goes home at night and his wife tells him he needs to apologize and be nicer to Gordon. No, ding, ding, that's, ding. That, no, that, that's, that's happened not. Before. That has, has happened. happened. That's happened before. But well, It's happened to me, too. Lisa tells me that to, to, to apologize to you. But, I, but no, I, I did feel bad because I felt like I did rain on your parade. You kind of did, but, no, but I know I, 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 didn't I, need I to. asked because I wanted honest responses. I now, think you should. I think you should sink like half a million dollars into just something that you, you know has everything you could possibly think of, and get out into that open country. Do you think one of those big old buses, you know, the you know with the giant things that are like half a million dollars, is that is that the direction to head, or <laughs> that's what you should need you, to should do? Should I go with like a tent trailer or something? I think you need more of a of a command center type feel. You know what I'm getting at? <laughs> Have you ever seen this? Is this is a a, a really random reference that probably nobody but uh, Austin and a few of our generation will get? But have you ever seen a goofy movie, Gordon? A goofy movie. A goofy movie. We just watched it like two weeks ago. Uh, you, you mean a goofy with Goofy? With Goofy. So there was a, in the 90s, there was a TV show called Goof Troop, right? Yep. And well, so yeah, okay. that TV show was kind of adapted into a movie, even though the main characters' voices were different. Weird that I know that, I guess. But uh, It uh, wasn't Jason Marsden? Not in the TV show. Really? Yeah. Huh. Uh, but it, it, they go, they're, they're traveling the open road, Gordon, and Pete... One of the characters shows up in his RV, and that that Google that scene, Gordon. That is what you need. 
Like something that the, the has a bowling alley. Yeah, something that the people out in the the middle of nowhere just trying to get some peace and quiet are really going to get riled up over. His RV shows up and like <laughs> cuts down a swath of trees yes. so that his satellite can reach get the TV. Yeah, uh-huh. you can hear it sounds it, it sounds like an invasion of tanks when you pull up to the campsite. Like that's what I'm picturing for you. And you think and you think that might irritate a few uh neighborly campers. Absolutely. Like everywhere you go, Flight of the Bumblebee is playing. Camping. So anyway, I, I felt like yesterday I lacked perspective. And today I'm I'm contributing. Well, Austin isn't. Austin's just piling on. I am being a true real friend. Don't make Austin feel feel guilty. It's okay. So Austin, are you you saying that you wouldn't want to do it? No, I'm actually honestly answering for you. I don't think it fits your particular lifestyle. Well, I and and I find that I'll show him. I find it, well, no, don't buy a, don't buy an RV out of spite. Gordon. That's no reason. I can to, find better use for your money. That's no reason to do that. I, I'm dead uh, to it. I think you belong more at like the the cabins at Bear River Lodge, which are very nice. You get outside, you get outdoors, but then you get your nice four poster log bed, right? And all the showering you want to do. Yeah, but I can do that too. I don't. I don't have to. I don't have to give up that kind of uh, experience. For it's not one or the other. True. It can be both. You know the other thing. That, Maybe I'm just not thinking big enough, RV. No. Here, here. Okay. I'm. I'm evolving my. I'm. I'm evolving my vision for Gordon and going to a different television show that he will never have seen. But have, have you, Austin, seen Arrested Development? Gordon, yes. I, I know you have not. There's, I've seen. I, I've seen. I've seen a bit of one. I've never watched the show. Well, they lose the property for their log cabin out in the middle of nowhere. And so the cabin ends up on the back of like a flatbed truck. (laughs) And they just drive around the cabin for a while. And maybe that's the bit. Maybe maybe you put like, like a log, like the Bear River Lodge. You take one of those flatbed truck, best of both worlds. Oversized load going down the street, huh? There it is. Hmm. Well, please, somebody let me know. Somebody, I need an experienced mind. I need someone to to really tell the truth. And if somebody, if you really have some experience and in, in a in a, a strong thought on it, call the number. Get get Austin on the line, and he'll put you on the air. No, I won't. Eight zero one three five five dunk. No, it's eight five five three four zero. What's Kevin zone. Graham's cell phone? Oh, yeah. You mean the number I give to anybody I don't want to have my actual number? That, Kevin Graham? You and I just did this a yeah, few we weeks did. ago. We did. Should we, oh, should we, should we tell that story? We probably could. Yeah, why not? So, so uh, Spencer Cox came on with Hanson Scotty. And there are some laws out there that you have to give equal opportunity when it comes to elections and, and things like that, some FCC stuff, that we actually were probably not in violation of by having uh, Lieutenant Governor Cox on. But we just wanted to be sure. So we reached out to the other gubernatorial campaigns to to let them know. Uh, and then it asked for a number, which we gave the studio number, of course. But then it asked for like a, a second number, like a cell number. And we're like, this calls for Kevin Graham. <laughs> they got they got KG's number. And if if Greg Hughes wants to give uh, 
OKG a call. I'm sure KG would be happy to relay a message. But yeah, that was the last. They time did have said. our email address, right. our studio line number, number uh, but then his but then cell Kevin's phone. cell phone. <laughs> so, was that bad? No, okay. that was appropriate. Is that All right. bad? Okay, ask. we're gonna we're gonna talk some BY, BYU football today. In fact, we're gonna be we're gonna talk a lot of BYU and scheduling and what's going on. Uh, Gordon, by the the events thus far with college football and who knows how far it goes but BYU is the number one impacted football program in the country mm. thus far and yeah. uh, we're going to talk about that Jay Drew is going to jump on the show at the top of the three o'clock hour so stay tuned for that what's going on at four and our very own pro bowler Craig Bowler Jack at the top of the five o'clock hour so it should be a pretty good show yeah I'm eager I'm eager to talk about that all that stuff all right let's get to it Austin time for the split Two guys, two topics, two, two, two. two opinions. You talk, give me two. This is the split story of the day on 97.5, 1280, The Zone. And The Zone Sports Network. It's, um, there's not many words. <laughs> um, I, I really can say that there's been discussions this past year during the football season. Um, and I, I'll, I'll Duff will probably kick me in the shin for saying this, but um, but just to kind of keep it alive because it is alive. I think people begin wondering if we have a contract with them. <laughs> but I, I think one of the things that we're looking at right now, realistically, because I think that as we move down the road and things change at time for time to time, we have a home. They owe us a home football game. Um, we've had a, a couple discussions about making that a neutral football game, where now we would be the, the home game of that. Um, but it would be a neutral game. And it's interesting that, you know, they're, they're intrigued by that. And, uh, but we can't really agree on where that <laughs> neutral game would be played. So the saga continues. Austin and I are just laughing at that clip a little bit. Not at not at Tom, of course. But Tom is, is dancing around the point that that game is never going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> that home game, Notre Dame owes, owes BYU. Unfortunately, that they have kicked that can so far down the road. I don't think it's ever going to happen. But uh, Gordon, beside the point, uh, uh, relevant because maybe if Notre Dame loses some games, maybe they can uh, get that home game or or the that uh, that has been floated out there. I would call that an extreme long shot, but you never know. But what we do know is that BYU, with the cancellation of five games already. Thanks to the Big Ten and the Pac-12 closing their doors, is the most impacted football program in the country thus far by uh, current circumstance, and that's tough. I gotta, I gotta wonder what Tom Homo's day is like right now. Uh, busy and hectic, trying to figure this thing out because it is uh, a major, major. Well, again, I, I still have my doubts as to whether college football is going to be played. But if it is played, then then they've got uh, he's definitely got his work cut out for him. See, that must be somewhat disheartening, scrambling around, working his tail off for something that might not even come to fruition at all. Right. By the way, guess who's on the struggle bus now? Our boy Austin's headphones just broke. <laughs> well, you, did you oh, need a drop? Did you need something? I kind don't... of, because I feel the need to to fill Gordon in on the shenanigans. 
since he's not in the you know room to experience the shenanigans uh, himself. You know what I mean? So I feel like squeaky chairs and broken headphones are relevant. Right, but it looked like you needed a drop or something played. Oh, and no, I couldn't no, no, no. Because that, that, my headphone, you know, cord broke in half. <laughs> So sorry, Gordon. You were you were you were uh, you were saying about uh, BYU and uh, and Tom Homo's day being difficult. Sorry, I didn't mean to distract. No, he's just he's just working hard to put something together that might not even be played anyway. But you so. got to think he's he's got to be exploring uh, every option. I would I would think, and we can get into a little bit more of this uh, down the line of just how much is at stake and maybe actually a little less for, for BYU than than you might think. But I would guess, you know, where do you go from here, Gordon? I think it was you last week who brought up, would you, would you explore a relationship with the Mountain West? I mean, if you look at the yeah. canceled Pac-12 games, uh, a lot of them are Mountain West. In fact, the very first game at that uh, stadium down in Vegas was supposed to be uh, UNLV against, I think it was Washington. I'll have to double check, but could BYU be on the phone to UNLV and say, "Hey, we'll pick up that game." So yeah, so they need they need games if they're going to be played. But let's look at the schedule and let's go through it, uh, Jake. BYU has lost the game with Utah, Michigan State, Arizona State, Minnesota. Uh, no word on Missouri yet. We don't know about that. Uh, and then Stanford. What would happen, Jake, if the Mountain West decided to go conference only? Well, BYU'd be playing a bunch of independent teams. And even then, there's not that many. I'd well, you may play them twice. Uh, maybe they could scramble up some Big Sky teams. You know, I don't. I don't know how. You know, because it's it's to the best. It, like if you get down to the Big Sky level, it's definitely in their best interest to to play a game against BYU if it makes it on TV, right? That would be your your, your normal thought if if the administrators at the school are willing to do that because they've got but a the lot Ma- to lose. The Mountain, the Mountain West teams on BYU schedule: Utah State, uh, Boise State, San Diego State. So if they were to lose those three, and that's just sort of one of those hypothetical little things that uh, we talk about because there's been no word out of the Mountain West that they would do that. But if they did, if they did that, BYU might have to cancel football this this fall, even if it's being played elsewhere. That would be unfortunate, yep. That that is definitely a possibility. Because that would leave North Alabama – would any word on them? <laughs> no, I haven't. I've been I've been keeping my eyes peeled, but nothing yet. Uh, oh, they lost the Husky, the the Northern Illinois, right? Uh huh. That one's gone. So that would leave then Houston, and we don't know about Missouri yet, and everybody else is gone. <laughs> that is that 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 is a that is an athletic director's nightmare. That's rough. Yeah, that's that is that is rough. It's it's hard enough to put a schedule together for next season, let alone two months from now, and then actually pull it off. Yeah, uh, now now the the potential opponents might be loosened up a little bit, like we talked about, and much more flexible and willing to uh, to work with something new with a new idea. 
This is, isn't this sort of ironic from this standpoint? The college football, of all the sports on the calendar, doesn't it seem like college football is the most stubborn, the most entrenched, the most, even though there have been some changes as far as conference affiliation and that sort of thing? It seems like they schedule out five, ten years. It's just sort of funny how all of a sudden they're put in a position where they have to move now, right, right now. And so, but if I'm Tom Homo and I'm working my butt off all along, knowing in the back of my mind that, yes, I'm hustling, I'm working my tail off trying to put this stuff together, and it it may not even matter. Even if I'm successful in putting stuff together, it might not be played. All right, Gordon, well, coming up around the corner, you know, that's... There's some not-so-good scenarios, and I want to talk about what happens if it's a not-so-good scenario, which might be not the worst case on Earth. How about that? Mm, all right. <laughs> I'm trying to, Can't wait. trying to brighten up the tease a little bit. Are we still on the struggle bus? It may or may not possibly and possibly be good or bad. Right. Uh, yeah, we're still there, Gordon. Don't worry. May or may not. We're still okay. there, buddy. All right. Uh, joining us now, he's our friend Andrew Reinhardt from Wasatch Medical Clinic. First of all, Andrew, how are you? How are things? Hey, I'm doing great. How are you guys? We're doing terrific. Uh, glad you're on the show today. We're going to be talking uh, to you throughout it, and glad we're we're giving you the opportunity to help some of our listeners. Yeah, that's right. We always appreciate coming on. Uh, we've helped a lot of your listeners with ED, which is kind of a subject that guys and maybe couples shy away from. Uh, I think that's because the pills are no fun. They cause side effects. The injections are even worse. The thought of surgery is horrific. And guys kind of tie this to their ego or sense of self-worth. And so ED goes untreated. Um, and in my opinion, the majority of the time it goes untreated. And the relationship is what fails. The man gets frustrated, his partner gets frustrated, and we have a treatment that I believe has taken all of the negatives, all of the embarrassment out of this problem. It's called acoustic wave therapy. The reason it takes the embarrassment out is because it's two to three weeks, a few treatments. It opens up and regrows blood vessels naturally. We've seen thousands of cases. Everybody's frustrated with the situation. They come in. And they're seeing great results. So this is a game changer for guys that are struggling in the bedroom. And we can typically fix the problem quickly and affordably. 801-901-8000 is the number to call to get on that schedule. And I think that's the big thing, uh, big appeal to guys out there, right, Andrew? Get back to normal? Get back to normal. When things used to work in your younger years like they used to, you didn't have to stress about pre-planning. As far as I know, our treatments are the only thing they do that because they address the root cause problem of erectile dysfunction. 801-901-8000 is that number again, and uh, lots free going on right now, right? Yeah, we're doing a lot for free, and we're extending this um, longer than I thought we would. But it's the exam. It's the consultation. This is your chance to sit with a medical doctor and maybe for the first time have your blood flow tested. Uh, that'll tell us if we, you do have a blood flow issue. Um, he'll be able to tell you if you're a good candidate for the treatments. Also... We're throwing in the very popular special gift, produces instant results in the bedroom just for coming in. You're going to love that, and that's free to everybody that calls us now. 801-901-8000, 801-901-8000. Thank you very much, Andrew. 
Thanks, guys. That's our friend Andrew from Wasatch Medical Clinic. We'll get into more coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Utah's most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Might not this might not be a good total request Tuesday theme, Austin. This one might <laughs> I not. I ran it by you this both. One might not be great. We're doing camp, singing around a campfire, camping, camping songs. songs. It's no, it doesn't have to necessarily be campfire songs. But. Total request Tuesday, your best camping songs, at Austin Horton, at Jake Scott's own, at Gordon Monson, and of course it's brought to you by Live Nation Concerts. Get the latest tour news and artist insight at LiveNation.com. Are there more words to this song, or is I don't it? think so. I think this is it. Wow. I'm telling you, the one I want to hear is. Uh, is Hobo's Lullaby by Arlo Guthrie. Okay, I think we can make that happen. You know what's you know that we're song? being inundated with requests so far, so I'll try to fit it in. Gordon, you know that song, right? <laughs> I don't know if I know it or not. You do. Everybody knows it, but nobody knows uh, that the name of the song is Hobo's Lullaby. Hmm. Okay. Anyway, Woody Guthrie's son Arlo. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. All right. Gordon, let's talk. Uh, let's talk a little. Let's further our conversation uh, about BYU in a couple of, of different directions. And again, Jay Drew joins us at the top of the three o'clock hour, so we'll run some of the stuff uh, by Jay. But BYU and the way they've handled their finances over the years, Gordon, uh, you know, has been uh, uh, the butt of a few jokes. You know, they've earned the reputation of being a tad on the thrifty side. Uh, some people have been openly very critical about their compensation to coaches. But it certainly has been a topic over the years. Mm -hmm. But those habits may actually equip BYU to weather these storms better than a lot of universities out there, even though right now they're kind of on the front line of the storm. I mean, they've, they're the only school that's lost five games already, so they're kind of grabbing headlines for that. But if it comes down to it, Gordon, and that scenario that you described in the last segment plays out where there's just nobody to play, uh, they might – be better equipped to deal with that scenario than most, if not all, other schools in the country. That's an interesting point. We've been told that they're really healthy down there as far as their uh, athletic uh, budget goes. And uh, I mean, BYU makes a lot of money off their football program, and so if there's no season, that that takes a bite out of them, just like it does everybody. But uh, they seem to have been rather tight-fisted at times about certain things. Well, I mean, Hans has said, and and I think this is somewhat anecdotal, or I'll, I'll just pass this along from Hans, is is that they have enough cash to operate the athletic department for three years. You know, at what capacity? I don't know. You know, do you have to go down to you know eighty percent, seventy five percent of staff? I don't know. But if that's true, and they have enough cash to keep it rolling for for three years, that's that puts them way ahead, way ahead of a lot of other athletic departments out there. Because no uh, the the desperation factor right now, Gordon is is has got to be really high at places. And you and I were chatting off the air, you know, a place like UCLA, uh, to a lesser extent, a place like Cal, you know, places that that have to service all this debt and that haven't necessarily been all that fiscally responsible. I mean, 
I don't know. I don't know what would be left of those athletic programs if there's no fall sports, specifically football. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, it. Well, what it, the, all the advice you usually tip people here over: avoid debt, avoid tough situations. You know, be fiscally responsible. All that, put your finances in order in case something happens. Now, nobody saw this coming. Jake, how could you see this coming? But if you were, if you operate in such a way that uh, that you, you are prepared as as best as possible for something like this, then then you can weather it. But here's the interesting thing about it: is that a lot of programs that make a lot of money are hurting. And why is it? When you have a lot of money, you spend a lot of money. Bingo. No. It- Bingo. And I, I actually, I, I don't mean to broaden this, but I will for a moment. I, th- I think it's been a big issue with universities um, in our country in general. But if somebody somebody's going to these decision makers and saying, hey, I've got some money, want to spend it? Or, or let me put it this way. The, people are going and saying, hey, I, I've got I've got these millions of dollars sitting around. Could you could you use them? And of course, mm-hmm. the the you know university presidents go, yeah, sure. I'd love to build, build a new engineering school. Or yeah, I'd love to to build a brand, brand new parking structure, or or in this case, you know, athletic facilities, or I'd I'd love to do whatever. Yeah, absolutely. You want to give me some money? I'll spend it. You bet. My wife used to be uh, before she went to law school. Uh, you know this, Gordon. She worked for an ad agency, and she was a media buyer. And this seemed like the the greatest job in the history of jobs. Her clients would hand her a fistful of cash and say, "Go out there and spend it." That was her whole job. Go spend it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, these athletic departments are are spending it, you know? But there's pressure on her to spend it on the things that will uh, garner more money. Of course. Uh, Of course. I'm kind of joking about her job. Uh Just more more saying that who of us couldn't spend more money, right, Gordon? Uh You know, you're you're talking about purchasing an RV. Well, you know. If uh, if you you're feeling uh, spendy, I mean, I'm I'm sure they could accommodate you. You know what I mean? So these athletic departments get all this money, but instead of maybe preparing for the worst, have just said, "Yeah, I'll spend it. Let's do this. In fact, let's borrow more. Oh, well, our <laughs> our stadium could use refitting. Yeah, sure. We're in California. We could fit that thing for some earthquakes. Let's uh, let's roll a couple of hundred mil in there. Sure, why not? Interest rate? Uh, who cares? Let's do this." Well, let me uh, pick a school, and this is probably irresponsible to do this because I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, let's do it anyway. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's fun, right? Uh, take the University of Alabama. I assume that that football program typically makes a whole lot of money for that university. That's why they can spend $10 million a year or whatever it is on, right. uh, on saving. Right. But if that money evaporates, then you, you're still paying that coach, Right. Well, I mean, we saw Coach Witt and Coach Kraskoviak take uh, pay cuts. Uh, right. Did we ever find out what a percentage of that was? I I have not. Heard. I don't think we did, but but that's the reason. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, so it's like it's like when you're when you're making out your own budget at home. We all oftentimes, if you have a budget, uh, then the people oftentimes will assume, well, this is what I make, right? So this is what we can spend. And then that money gets spent. What happens if that is no longer what you make? Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's pretty basic stuff. I get that. But we're, we're all guilty at times of doing that, aren't we? Just yeah. sort of assuming 
and and not necessarily. I don't know. I thought I thought I saw a statistic once as to how many Americans have uh, have saved up money for uh, for for difficult times, and the number was discouragingly low. Hmm. Gordon, real quick on Alabama, just to 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 bring some perspective. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alabama's total revenue. And this is 2017-2018, all right? So keep that in mind. Alabama's total revenue in that year was uh, $177,481,937. Now, if we believe the the round estimate that, who was it? Was it Mark Emmer or somebody out there put out that that football is 80% of a lot of athletic budgets? If there's no football, Gordon, I've got the calculator here because I don't want (laughs) either of us to do math on the air here. But Alabama stands to lose $141,985,549.60. That's that's incredible. uh, Maybe they have saved for a rainy day. Maybe they haven't. I have a friend, Jake, who is quite well-to-do, and he is pretty pretty uh, responsible with his spending habits and i've always admired that that he that the discipline it takes to do that um not that not that he won't spend money it's not like he's 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 pretty logical in his approach but he is not wasteful with what he does and that is such a temptation for people who who have some means and if you want to transform that to a university, if they have means and they see that they have means, then they spend a lot. Yeah. And they, you know, and, and, and some of those things are good investments that end up feeding the beast, as it were, and churning the whole thing forward. But uh, in a year where there's no churn, I, 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 there are some very nervous people right now around the country who work in athletics. Just to uh, give out the numbers while we're talking about it, here's Utah's numbers for that season, uh, that year, Gordon, 2017, 2018. Mm-hmm. 91 million. This is total revenue, $91,386,593. Expense, uh, expense uh, $87,578,834. But this really surprised me in that year, Gordon. Utah got 13.5% of its athletic budget from the state. Twelve million three hundred seventy-four thousand hundred eighteen dollars. How about that? Anyway, that's uh, so. You know, you look at forty percent of ninety-one million. You know, or excuse me, eighty percent of ninety-one million. It's it's pretty wild. So if you how does that how does that work that the state um, pays for uh, sports at a university? Uh, I mean, how, is that is that typical? Um, I'll tell you this, Utah State, for example, because I followed this story a few years ago pretty closely, they get a portion of their recruiting budget from the state. Hmm. And maybe it's the state contributing to specific projects. I mean, there's probably any number of different ways. I mean, a university is a state, you know, uh, is is a state institution, right? It's probably not too hard to funnel some money that way. Well, yeah, if it is. If it is. Uh, but for example, I mean, a lot of these top... Top programs. I mean, Texas doesn't take any from the state. Another does Texas A&M or Ohio State. Oklahoma does not. Penn State does not. LSU does not. Nebraska, South Carolina don't. Some of these why, big why, revenue why schools do, do still. 
why do some schools why why is it necessary for some schools to do it and for some not to the arms race gordon <laughs> utah's uh, is getting 13 and a half percent of its uh, its budget from the state and they're still they still have the in this particular year 43rd biggest uh, athletic budget in the country so Texas doesn't have to take a dime because they're number one. And, so, and by the way, the further you get down the line on this, the more reliant upon state funding uh, these these institutions are. For example, uh, how about this one? Uh, the University of Houston, Gordon, their athletic uh, their athletic uh, total revenue fifty five million hundred forty two thousand four hundred seventeen dollars. Uh, expenditure is about the same. But they're getting fifty six point five four percent from the state, thirty one million one hundred seventy seven thousand eight hundred twenty one dollars. What's the rationalization for that? Uh, I mean, people talk about they don't like pro teams relying on taxpayer money to fund their stadiums and whatnot. What? Why is the universe? Why are these various universities needing to? to draw a state money for sports? Uh, because they believe that there's some value there in opportunities for young people? Is that what it really is? What else would it be, honestly? I, I mean, that's a, that's a total loss for the state. I mean, they're not benefiting. on. That's, that's, I, I wish, you know, a lot of times people would examine these things before saying like, how much money is available for these athletes if they just pay everybody. Because that's just not the truth anywhere but a very select few places. By the way, are you curious? Delaware's budget? You're fighting mud hens? Uh, fighting blue hens? $44,300,000 in change in total revenue. 38229000 coming from the state. Percentage-wise, <laughs> 86.25%. Wow. But see, they it brought a lot of joy to a young Gordon Monson. You know, there's some value, value out yeah, there I in that like, stuff. I did like the hens. That's what I'm telling you. All right. Okay. Oh well, well, yeah, but I was just a kid. What, I mean, what am I doing? Why, why am I being considered in that sort of thing? You matter, Gordon. Every, you you matter, buddy. <laughs> young young Gordon Monson's experiences molded the man that is before us today, and the mud hens were a part of that. There's value there, buddy. Uh, I don't know how much value there is, but uh, I, I bet there there are some real arguments that break out in some states as to how that money should be divvied up and who gets it and who doesn't. Uh, there always is. Want to remind you about our friends at Action Plumbing, Heating, and Electrical. Spring into action. Mention this ad and receive $33 off any service. Call today, 801-833-3333. That's 801-833-3333. Action Plumbing. Jay Drew? Joins us at the top of the 3 o'clock hour. Bowler at 5, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. So put your hands together and please welcome... This is Utah's best sports radio. You're listening to The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Presented by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding you forward on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. I call this one the campfire song song. Let's gather around the campfire and sing our campfire song. Our C-A-M-P-F-I-R-E-S-O-N-G song. And if you don't think that we can sing it faster, then you're wrong. But it'll help if you just sing along. Bum, bum, bum. C-A-M-P-F-I-R-E-S-O-N-G song. C-A-M-P-F-I-R-E-S-O-N-G song. 
Lloyd, this one goes out to Lloyd. Lloyd is responsible for this. Oh, different Lloyd. Okay, and Parker, who wanted the SpongeBob campfire song. This might have been a bad idea. Uh, you don't like the SpongeBob campfire song I've song? Honestly, never seen SpongeBob. You just spelled C A M P F I R E S O N G song. You you have never seen an episode of SpongeBob? I have not, not one. You you in particular would like it. You good? No, but oh, you would man, like it. It's, okay. just, it's just one of those things that you have to see. Uh, and now, now here here's the interesting aspect of the whole thing, and I've never really read up on this. But how can you have a campfire under the water? Seems like science would uh, would have something to say about that, right? But there's a lot of things they do that you can't do underwater. Well, I don't think sponges talk either, so. <laughs> Oh, yeah. That's your opinion. So there's that. <laughs> Keep it yourself, will you? We countered a few sponges this is, this, this over the years. Listening. <laughs> Wait, what? All right. <laughs> Where are you guys going? Uh, I was not thinking about that, Austin. I, I was not thinking about that. All right, we have uh, we have Jay Drew coming up right around the corner. We will further the uh, the BYU conversation, Gordon, uh, with Jay. We've got Bowler coming up at the top of the five o'clock hour, of course. Uh, there's NBA stories that are uh, that are out there. We'll talk more about the bubble. Stop it, Austin. <laughs> Stop it right now. And uh, anything else that's uh, rattling around Gordon's uh, 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 brain at the moment? Are you still are you still tackling that RV decision pretty good, Gordon? Yes, got yes, any, I am. Anything more useful out there? Uh, I am getting a few suggestions. I want to keep them coming at Gordon Monson at Jake Scott Zone. If you have an RV or you have experience camping. I want to know whether it's positive or negative. Would you encourage me to participate and by buying an RV? Well, see, that's that's, that's the that's the rub there, though, because I think there's a lot of folks out there that that really enjoy the RVing experience. Austin and I are just concerned that your it it won't be your cup of tea. Why? What do, what have I ever done that made you think that? This is like me suddenly coming in one day and going, you know, maybe I'm gonna buy a cruise ship. <laughs> No, I just think, uh, you know, there are a lot of scenarios out there that I just don't think would be your bag. I, I was thinking about this one. Like, you, the first time you stay at a KOA and experience your first kegger at the campground next to you. <laughs> <laughs> you're well, you're going to be like, what did I do this for? for first of all, uh, a KOA. You don't have to stay, at a, and I'm not. I don't mean to disparage KOAs, but uh, you don't have to stay at an RV park. You'll end you up. Go, one. You go Trust out me. into the great outdoors, and you stay in places that you that know don't state have national parks. That don't have or, or or you can boondock it and just park it on BLM land somewhere, right? Or a Walmart parking lot. No, but uh, again, or, yeah, that too. You have to you have to c- consider servicing the vehicle, right? I mean, so you'll eventually end up at one of these parks because it's convenient for you to, you know, refit if you want to go that direction. <laughs> you mean like like dump stuff and uh right, and, and then and replenish then other stuff. Yeah, right. Exactly. So you'll end well, up yeah, but you like, don't like, have to like an airplane have doesn't go, have to go to the airport. No, you don't it have to. It could land wherever that place. that's big enough, but hey. No, there are other places you can go to do those things and to get those supplies. As somebody who's participated in many campground kegger, <laughs> you're you're not going to enjoy it. 
you're, you're just you're just not going to enjoy it. Uh, all right, we'll get we'll we'll keep an eye on Gordon's decision throughout the show. Stay tuned. Uh, Jay Drew is next. Let's get out of the zone phone. Our friend Andrew Reinhardt is with us from Wasatch Medical Clinic. Andrew, let's help our uh, our listeners out there with their relationships. I know a lot of guys are are struggling with uh, ED. Yes, they are. And what's interesting, Jake, is when a guy gets ED, he sometimes does nothing at all. Um, maybe three out of four times it's good in the bedroom. Then it's two out of four, and then it's one out of four. And that frustration builds up, and we see this all the time. Um, guys that don't even talk to their own personal doctor about the problem, and they could be in their 20s and 30s, they could be in their 90s. ED can strike anybody, and Wasatch Medical has helped a lot of guys with our advanced form of technology. We open up and regrow blood vessels. That's called uh, neovascularization. It's an FDA-cleared device, and we're seeing that guys get the blood flow where they want it, when they want it. So a few short treatments, 8 to 10 minutes, and that typically is all a guy needs to be able to throw the pills away, and here's the key word, spontaneity back into the relationship. And the other treatments for this, Andrew, are not only out of date, but not particularly good. No, um, I don't know of any other treatments for ED that, uh, that don't cause side effects. So the pill, big-time side effects, that's the headaches and the blurred vision, and you have to take more and more of it. The injections are, are you know, kind of, that's all I need to say. It's an injection, and it is ugly. Other than that, there really is not anything. And in 2011, the FDA cleared this technology. So it has been a game changer. Um, just today, I was hearing from folks out of our Phoenix clinic in their 60s, in their 70s, seeing fantastic results with just a couple of treatments. 801-901-8000 is the number to call. I got to admit, Andrew, I, I shiver just a little bit every time you talk about the injections. That just sounds <laughs> terrible. Uh, 801-901-8000. Stop doing that. And give Andrew a call uh, because you're doing a lot of free ride now, especially that assessment. We are. And every guy is a little bit different. We want you to be screened by a doctor. We want to have your blood flow tested, which you probably have never done before. I had never done it before. Um, it's, a, it's a cool test whether you do the treatments or not. It's all free. So come in, ask your questions. If you call us now, we're going to throw in a little special gift that produces instant results in the bedroom. I've never seen it fail. That's just for making the appointment, and it's all free, no obligation. 801-901-8000, 801-901-8000. Thanks, Andrew. Thanks, guys. That's our friend Andrew from Wasatch Medical Clinic. Jay Drews coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.